it is a joy to get together with you guys and i feel in my element when i'm when i'm with, when i'm with um you guys i feel built up spiritually you know just the position that we're supposed to have in christ but when we come together it's just that we feel it so much more stronger yeah. all right yeah so yeah today we're gonna it's more what we're going touching on today is more of a reminder it's nothing that you guys are not um none of us are not familiar with and know that we should be doing but we are the lord is constantly reminding us about what we are supposed to be doing on a daily basis what we're supposed to be doing continually that sometimes we just don't do it for whatever reason we get distracted and we don't give it the proper attention the proper focus are we thinking that you know there's no we're not seeing the results and uh, and all of that type of stuff but you know the, what actually we have to do is take the word of the lord and believe the word of the lord and then go and do and we will see we will see the the results so yeah you know just to refresh you know we're the lord sent us down here in uh, london ontario and uh, we know he has great plans for us right and going beyond this zoom um service that we're having you know as soon as the covid restrictions are no longer there we are going to be looking for a location to lease so that we can start holding services there. And that's when we're going to go on the street and begin to do a lot more evangelism. That's when we're going to um, be, you know, advertising on the radios and, and just we're going to uh, step out in faith and begin to um, evangelize it, the, this city of London and beyond. And one of the things the Lord also told us when we we're coming down here very quickly is that we're going to be buying land. We're going to be buying land down here. And that's why we're not even interested in starting in doing a lease that is too long. That will um, because the Lord, the Lord is going to send us all of what we need to buy the land. And pretty soon we're going to be con constructing a building down here. And, it, and, you know, it's not going to be, you know, not because we're... Um, thinking that oh you know we can do it but because god has spoken it which is why we're, we're actually um sharing it so the lord said we're going to be building a, a sanctuary down here that's going to be very sizable and we're going to be that's more like we're going to operate from this place now what are we going to do there not just sunday morning service but that's where the presence of the lord is going to be the anointing of god is going to be and the lord is going to raise up many leaders from that place to do many different things in his body so we will at some we will be doing a lot of teaching and a lot of impartation we'll be anointing ministers as they come and you know we're that's why we're laying out the principles that um you know for those people who have a, a desire and the, and the lord is calling them to ministry um and so forth you know this is going to be an avenue where you can step into that ministry we're not going to hold people back and people are going to, some of the folks are actually going to eventually move on into their own ministries. And we will be there as a support. We will, we will keep um, that uh, unity with them and we will be there as a support. You need, you know, when you're going out into ministry, you can't go by yourself. You need um, other, um, you know, ministries and ministers and connections that will encourage you, that will support you from different dimensions in the financial, financial areas and so forth. And that's what we're going to be. It's going to be like a hub, you know, where people are just going to like be coming through and going out into different um, things. 
And those are the type of things that God has um, called us um, into. Now, you know, and I know I have more of an apostolic calling. And I know Kim is more of a prophetic um, anointing that she has. It's been like that from the very beginning. But, you know, and I, you know, if I had to, to choose one of the offices, God is the one who called people to, um, to hold any position in his kingdom. And because uh, I believe I have more of a, uh, an apostolic calling, the Lord um, started off with me more like a, an evangelist. I never needed anyone to anoint me and tell me that I'm an evangelist. You know, I was just going on the street. I know the, the spirit of the evangelist was on me because I was on the street every day. Like, and it's been happening for years and it didn't matter where I go. So that was um, a, a foregone conclusion. And also I would, um, I know I saw the grace of God that I was gonna be able to teach the word also long before anyone even, even thought about anointing me or that. And then, you know, one thing I also realized that I had a love for people. I know some of you think I'm a little bit rogue, but uh, that rogue is um, is because I, you know what? Because I I, um, I hope it uh, is because I have passion for God and I wanna see um, people grow and mature and become the, the, um, the ones that God created them to be. And sometimes, you know, based on the interaction, people might not get that, um, you know that communication but that's that's the underlying theme but i believe that sometimes we have to be we have to speak those things what that needs to be said so that we can assess where we are and where we need to be so that's um that's where we're from so this here for us is a faith issue it's a faith we had to step out i had to step away from from um you know the job world and um i mean it was very easy for me because jesus was calling me right and i know that he owned the hurt so i mean for me it was like i i kind of rational it and think about things a little bit different i see people struggle in their in believing god for finances and they're you know believing more from the sources of their job and all of those type of things but you know that's the easy part for me I, I guess god gave me faith but i just the easy part i just feel like if god told me that i'm gonna do this how can i how can i be worried now about our retirement and those type of things to me that's like a like a little bit um not trusting god so i can't not do that because the bible say we have to have faith right those that come to god must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that seek him diligently right so we believe that he is and we are we believe that he's faithful to his promises so, you know, that's kind of where we're we're actually going. So in this ministry that we have here, there is going to be a lot of um, opportunities for those who are um, looking to um, minister or, or who have a hunger and a desire to impact the world um, based on the gifting and the calling of God that is on their life. And all of us are called and gifted. Okay, so the, the, the lessons we're teaching have been consistent with, um, like I said, us operating in a way where we can command the blessings of God. And we, and for that reason, is the reason why we have, so many of you I have spoken to you. By the way, when, I'm say, when I say so many of you, as far as I'm concerned, I'm talking to thousands. I'm speaking in the spirit, okay? So the Bible said to command those things that are not as if they were. So when I say many, hello, I'm speaking into the spiritual environment and I'm calling those dimensions of the blessings of God into my life. So when you see, we might be have 20, 25 people or somewhere around there on here, um, that doesn't mean anything to me. I, I, I don't, my desire is not to be a fleshy person or an intellectual person. I'm not trying to study books and be, and, and be um, smart from that dimension. I know that's not gonna accomplish anything from God's perspective. So I'm just speaking like my father wants me to speak. So I just speak big because God has told me to speak big and expect big. 
right? So when we um, when we refer to uh, things like that, this is um, what we're actually saying, right? That in a in a spiritual sense. So you know, this week uh, a number of years ago, uh, someone actually shared a couple of books. Actually, the person loaned me the books. Hello, and for some reason, they never got um, returned. Don't do that if you borrow my books, please. Just bring them back. But uh, I'm gonna make sure that there's a um, that I take these books since I didn't return them, or maybe I, if I come in contact with a person, I will return them. But I never really read them. Which, but I pounced. I went in my uh, basement this. Um, week one day and i was down there and these books just popped up and i go oh my god it's no time you know sometimes you get a book or you buy a book and you're reading it and you don't really connect with it because the time is the timing is not right but at the right time the lord will lead you back there and you will begin to read that book and all of a sudden it, it'll open up to you so one of these book, the books that i uh, one of the books is uh i uh it's a good thing we don't show um we don't show the videos so nobody will be able to see the book but uh, so one of the book is uh, this book here by Reinhard Bonnke. It's Evangelism by Fire. Evangelism by Fire. It's a really... Um, and then the second one that the person actually gave me also, or loaned me, but I own it now, hello, um, is uh, Taking Action. Taking Action by Reinhard Bonnke. So we're big. We're we're big on taking action. This is uh, one of the things that I want to show you guys some pictures. I feel I feel the love of God this morning. I want to show you guys some pictures of um, the kind of destiny and future that God has for us. And when you hear um, about a guy like Ryan Arbanke, don't think that this guy is some superhuman. All you got to think is that is that this man said yes to Jesus and it's a power of God through him that allowed him to accomplish these things. Our God to accomplish these things through him. So I'm showing you some, um, just a few photos here. Or maybe Kim can hold it. Those are like, that photo there is like uh, maybe over 100,000 people. And these photos are actually came inside of the book. And this one here is them burning the, um, the you know, just the things from the witch doctors. Burning some of the things after they receive Jesus Christ. This one here is a photo of um, set up 500,000 people were at this meeting. I know it's not that clear. 500,000 people were there. You know, and uh, here they're they're um, holding up the um, they're holding up the like the crutches that people have thrown away because they were healed. Look at the look at the. Um, Look at the numbers, different meetings. Look at the people. It, that that just uh, really inspired me. And uh, there, a lot, one last one, if I have it, if I have it here, did I bring it? Uh, maybe I didn't. I don't know where I put that one. But there, there was one that I. Oh yeah, here it is. Look at this one. I want you to take note of this one down. This photo right down here. You know, it, it's not very clear, but. People are in a tree. They climbed up into a tree. My God. Ooh, hallelujah. They climbed up into a tree. And they're standing with outstretched arms like this. Standing and balancing on a tree. That's what happened. My God. When, when the gospel is preached and people come into the revelation of Jesus Christ. What a thing.
what a wonderful thing. And you know, just because we don't want to take that for granted, not even for a moment, we don't want to take that for granted. I pray that the Lord keeps me thankful and keeps me humble and appreciative of um, to appreciate what Jesus Christ did from when he went to that cross. I mean, you know, I thank God for the third surplus. I thank God for the financial blessings. I thank God for the material things that he has given me. But my God, with what, when he went to that cross, that was the, that was the catch. And I'm so grateful this morning for the mercy and the goodness and the grace of God when he extended that to me personally, right? That is awesome. And I want to have a, for as long as I live, I want to have that posture before the Lord of gratefulness. Even though God might use you, uh, work through you to do amazing things, but that great, when I go down to my basement to pray, that's one of the first thing I do every morning. Before I talk about ministry or anything like that, I'm just thankful to Jesus. I want to be have a relationship with Jesus above ministry. I want to have a tight closeness with the Spirit of God and a relationship with Him before anything else. All of the other things are secondary. If I am not in that place with the Lord. And as that um, worship song was um, played, I felt that I felt the presence of God came down this morning in, in, a, in that particular way, in a loving way, in a very, very tender way. And even, even with um, speaking about something like this this morning, I'm going to be a little bit on the hope by the grace of God, a little bit on the relaxed side. I don't want to be jumping and skipping. Uh, all of that kind of things this morning. I just want to, you know, we know what we need to do. And we're going to refresh. And, you know, do you know that from this here getting together that we're having this morning, how many of you will agree with me right now that God is going to save souls? Because we're being reminded and because we're going to take action and because we're going to be consistent, we're going to get a reward. And that is what's going to put a smile on Jesus's face. I believe Jesus smiled. Many people think the Lord doesn't smile. I don't know who told them that. Right? I know the Lord smiles uh, especially when when he's uh, pleased with what his children when we're what we're doing. I want to go back to Joel 2 and verses 28. I want to go back to that scripture. Joel 2 and verses 28. That is an amazing scripture right there. Turn your Bibles to that scripture. Joel 2 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. You, I'm making sure to um, highlight that even before we go any further. And I'm going to read, listen, God has commissioned us. And for whatever reason, any, any fear, anything that have uh, held you back from doing this, what Jesus Christ has called you to do. Let me tell you something. Put a stop of uh, a period. It's not going to happen no more. You're going to be unleashed this morning as of today. That fear in Jesus mighty name, it will leave. And you're going to have a boldness when you understand why you're in this position and who sent you. I'm, I'm, not because I said it, but because God said it. 
But if, if you heard it but didn't have a revelation, God is going to give you that revelation this morning. That is going to activate you. Hello. You are going to be activated. And you're going to go win the loss. And I tell you, you're going to take power to the people that you speak with. You're taking it with you. You just do what the Lord has said. That's all we did. Anywhere we went, me and Kim, wherever we went, whichever country we step into, the Spirit of God uses us. Anywhere, whether the restaurants, the, the malls, the stores, and it's that's what the Lord, this will move the heart of Jesus. Now, let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. And see the command that Jesus gave to his disciples. We're going to look at this in the Word of God. And it's going to um, offer conclusive evidence. On, we're not going to be able to challenge the Word of God. But we're going to cooperate with the Word of God henceforth. Matthew 28 and verses... 18 and jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth period all power jesus christ has all power all power let's settle that so that you know who is actually commissioning you and commissioning you and sending you so that you have no fear look at it at, um, those who are empowered by the government, police officers, are those who enforce the traffic laws. Or they just, when you um, blow that stop sign, they just pull you over. All of a sudden you hear this noise behind you. And they have the authority to come and do this. And if you resist, you're breaking the law. They can call for backup. And all different type of things can happen that are not supposed to happen. And these are men that have been empowered by their government and based on the laws that are written there. Well, I want to say to you this morning that the one who has all power in heaven and on earth has given you that charge. And this is the charge that he gives you. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That is the charge that he has given you. That's why when I tell you, when I put my boots on and I hit the road, I tell you, my God Almighty, I'm being led by the Spirit. Hello? I'm being led by the Spirit. I'm not running up to people like uh, and scaring them, okay? But on the inside, whoo, something is, something is going on on the inside. Hold me back, Kim, if I jump too much. Yeah, the Lord said, be calm, right? Something is propelling me to speak to people. And guess what? Sometimes their pride are, is in the way. Sometimes their ego is in the way. Sometimes they don't want to hear about God. What has that to do with me? Nothing. Hello? Because God says to go. So I, the fact that people are, have been um, taught what not to speak about religion or the things of God or politics, we have, to, we have to understand if you're being led by the Spirit, those factors are no longer in the play when you're being led by the Spirit. The Lord will freeze their, their um, thought process in that regard so you can speak the word inside of them for a moment. All you got to do is be mindful that the Holy Spirit will tell you when to stop. The Lord tells me sometimes, okay, I've, you have done what I said, now go, and I'll just stop. I planted that seed. This is how we do it, by the Spirit. They don't necessarily understand this because they're in the um, intellect. 
They're, they have been uh, conditioned by Harvard and, and Princeton. And that has made them stupid. We know they're dumb in that regard. But the wisdom of God can defy that intelligence that intercepts their spirit man being activated. We just have to be ready, willing to go. And what is, what is it, for example, what is it if somebody says to you, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about the things of God. I'm not, I'm an atheist. Like, are you embarrassed? You, well, let me tell you what I do. I'm like, you know, I was, I know I was going to be a little bit, um, feel a little bit bad. So you know what I do? One day I said, I'm going to get out of this fear. I'm going to go on the street and I made up my mind that people are going to insult me. But I made up my mind before, when I was living in Richmond Hill, I did this. I made up my mind before that I didn't, I wasn't going to care about their insults. And I said, I'm going on the street and I'm going to go talk to eight people and I'm going to come back home. And their response, I don't care. Well, if I, if they threw stones at me, then that would have been a little bit different. I probably would have to run. But I was expecting that their fight would be in the verbal. So they were not necessarily going to be open. And I went out, my, um, out of my house. And the, the first two guys that I spoke to, it's like I was talking to two ghosts. They barely answered me. And I said, thank you, Lord that they touch my pride now that my pride is out of the way i can go do your business and i and i uh, the second person i had um a very quick conversation by the time i got to the the fourth and the fifth i was um having conversations with people about jesus christ some of them were believers already you know you are how do you get over your fear you attack your fear you attack your fear but i know that pride is associated with the fallen man with the old man i know my spirit cannot be insulted right so i was like uh that that is that is my approach and i got over my fear and my doubt and now every week if we go outside we connect with people and we have beautiful conversations rarely we have anything that is negative and if it is it's just the person might be saying that i'm not really wanting to have this conversation and they have a right and i respect their um their position i still just say father i just pray that the revelation of jesus christ comes to that person and I move on down the road to the next one. Verses 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So God that owns the earth. Okay, not the Canadian government that um, empowers the policemen and the civil servants. Not, not that, no. They barely have any, um, even though their authority falls under God's authority. The one who owned the earth, the one who uh, formed human beings has commanded us to go and preach. And in a general sense, we're not doing this because we have been um, conditioned and we are fearful. And, and, and God went ahead knowing that we were going to be fearful and spoke to us in that regard. And we use the scriptures, quote them, with um, loud voices at times. But the inner position is not aligned. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but power and of love and of a sound mind. Everybody know that scripture in the body of Christ. But tell them to go outside and say hello. And that fear, that spirit of fear is on them. We have to get over this. If we're going to get on with the business of God, we have to get over fear. And now we have to go. The people are waiting on us to speak to them. And we taught on the factors. That's why we dealt with the gifts. Being led by the Holy Spirit. All of those things before. 
but God, the, the, the power of God will begin to ma manifest on you in greater dimensions as you begin to do this. As you go, we'll go through a few examples of what will happen when you are consistent in doing this. That's all myself and Kim has done. You know? The only thing we have been doing is to be consistent daily. Daily, we're consistent. I disregard my feelings. I, I already figured out that this uh, material body and my mind does not necessarily, by Paul's revelation, and Jesus spoke about this, that it's not going to cooperate with the things of God. So I just decide to move by the unction that is on the inside or be inspired by the words that I read um, in Scripture. It's, it's your ability to put the flesh under that will determine how much of God flows through you. And because I, 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 some of you people have seen me here already, when you come, when we get together, saying, I can't wait for the power of God to flow through me, like boom, like I want to feel it, the fire touch my head and flow through my hand. Uh, don't worry, I'm not touching God's glory. Some of you are saying I'm touching God's glory. No, no, uh uh. I know better than that. But I want to feel it, just like I feel the presence. I want to feel the fire flow right through my hand and heal that person who's in a wheelchair to the glory of God. Hello? Now I feel the anointing falling on me again. Let's go to Luke uh, 14 and verses uh, 23. Luke 14, uh, verses, uh, let's read from, yeah, 14 to 23. Luke 14. Let's read from verses 15, actually. Verses 15. And when one of them that sat at the meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Well, let me say a prayer right here. Let me stop. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray for every soul that is on this, in this service this morning. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that they will be numbered among them that will eat bread in the kingdom of God, that every soul here, O oh Lord God, will make it into the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and thanks. Let me just say that over you this morning. Verses 16, then said he unto them, a certain man bade a great supper and bade many. I want you to follow this uh, as the invitation of Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, let go off of the, um, the parable. This thing has been revealed to us who are in Christ. He has opened our eyes to these truths. And he said, a certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. Hello. This is, let me just, um, we're going to do something uh, a little bit, a little bit um, unconventional now. We need to pray for somebody right now as the, as the body of Christ. There is someone that is um, having a seizure now, and uh, we just got a text in regards to this. So I just want to take a break right here, and we're going to pray. So Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I thank you, O God Almighty, for Sebastian, O Lord Jesus. And I lift up, O Lord Jesus, what he's going through now before you, O God. We come against the wicked one that is attacking his body, attacking his mind now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke that spirit. We rebuke that spirit. Lord, I pray that you send angels to minister to him now father in jesus yes, name lord. send your angels to minister him to him now oh lord god almighty and we release just your peace over that situation we release your peace and your presence oh lord god every plan of the wicked one now in jesus mighty name every demonic entity that is attacking him now by the authority of jesus christ we trample on them now in jesus mighty name we release the blood of jesus christ over sebastian now 
We trample on every serpent, every scorpion, every power of the enemy now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority over that household. We take authority over that family. And we take authority over Sebastian. And we release the power, the power of God into that situation now. Into that situation now. Into that situation now. In Jesus' mighty name, the power of God brings healing, brings peace. And we thank you, Lord God Almighty. We thank you, Lord, that there's a performance of your power now to bring your divine will in that situation. We thank you, Jesus, that he walks in health and in strength. Oh, Lord God Almighty, we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All, all right. Well, let me tell you something. Woo! What a position we have in Christ. I'm not guessing. I'm not flipping a coin. I'm not wondering if God is involved in that situation. I know it. I know he's faithful. We don't have to, we don't have to, um, you know, go about church in a way that don't take these things into consideration. This is the heart of God. Amen. Awesome. Where, where were we? Hello. Uh, verses 17 of Luke um, 14. Or, and, he, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And by the way, this is what the Lord is saying. All things are ready. We are, the, we are, those, one, we are those ones that are, were compelled to come to supper. Verses 18, and, 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 and they all with one consent became, began to make excuse. This is the sad part. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go, needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Have me excused. This is, we have, this is very relevant in regards to preaching the gospel. When God is calling you, in the moment that he's actually calling you, say yes. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't say I have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G to do. Don't wait for an, um, an appointed time that is convenient to you. But understand that the, the, the calendar of heaven is the perfect calendar. And when God say, come, you run, run, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus like the song say. Reach out for him. He knows what you need. Praise God. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. And I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Hello, no way, no way, no way. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. The hindrances. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly unto the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. There is room. The point I'm making here this morning, there is room in the father's house for more of his children. And he yearns and he burns. When we go, when we go out on the street, we are the connected. Deja, I feel like the Lord is saying that the spirit of evangelism is on you. You're, I'm having a vision of you right now. Like you have a, a heart for the lost that the Lord has put inside of you. God is going to give you grace. You're going to have an uncommon ability to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ to people. And they are going to respond. They are going to respond to the words that are coming out of your mouth. I see that for you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is a, there is a, um, a, a delicate love that you have for the lost that the, heart has, the Lord has placed inside of your heart. And when you begin now to speak, oh my God Almighty, people are going to respond. Hallelujah. 
It's a grace. It's a, it's a blessing. It's an unction. It's something that God has placed on you. They will come. And, and yeah. they, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verses 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come. Come in that my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. This is the great commission. When God calls you, don't go rent a building as yet. Hello, you might need it sometime down the, down the road. Don't go set up um, a stage and, and a mic system as yet. No, yet, no, no. Hit the road, Jack. Hit, get, on, get on the road. And that's where, uh, listen, I can't preach. Hello, I just go on the road and speak. That's all. We didn't know that we were going to get here. And we don't, we don't um, make those kind of plans. Mo you know, we might do this on Sunday mornings, but by the grace of God, when we go to um, the stores tomorrow morning, hello, I preach more messages on the, uh, during the week than I do on Sunday morning. I preach, uh, some, I was on the phone day before yesterday with three hours until 12 o'clock with one person. You know, I'm not waiting for crowds to show up before I get going with this thing. I just want to see somebody that breathe. And I'm off to the races. The Spirit of God is, you know, you know, I love Smith Wigglesworth. He said, if the Spirit don't move, I move the Spirit. I'm in league with him. Some people say, how do you move the Spirit? The Spirit have to move you. No, you get in action mode and the Spirit will tell you that he's already in mode. He is already waiting for you to go. This is it. Hit the road and begin to reach the loss. And when you do that, things will happen. Let's go back to Matthew 4. Matthew 4. 18 to 25. Matthew 4, 18 to 25. This is what happens when you go. It'll be organic. It'll be natural. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Oh my. What would... What would be on Jesus that these people would quit? Their, do you know what that meant? They don't go quit your job tomorrow. Hello, <laughs> Tavar, don't go quit your job tomorrow. But they quit their job immediately. What was it? Was it an anointing on the Lord that they go wherever He's taking us? He can feed us. He can clothe us. He can take care of us. And they never, they never lived in um, the houses. I have the lifestyle that we have today. And they got up and left everything. You know, when Jesus said to follow him, do you believe that he owns everything? So why, why, why is it that we, uh, we, can't, we can't just do it? And he will, listen, it's not, the Lord doesn't necessarily need a job to feed and clothe you. When he's using that, when the Lord was um, using that method to um, cause us to survive, we thank him for that. Because there was a season that we were in that, um, that's where we were. Right? But now that the Lord told me to get out of the job world, hello, you know what I do? The money has to come. Hello? You know, real power is when you stay home and make money. Eh? I've been sharing some of my testimonies with you guys lately. Real power is when you stay home and make money. Just come. Come here, come to me, find me. I ain't going on the 401 today. I got I got another hookup. I figured out this thing by the grace of God that Jesus was doing. When he called um the disciples, 
and say, go catch a fish. There's a gold coin in there. Hello, I figured it out by the grace of God. Hello, it's working for me. I attract those things. It's for all of us. The only thing the Lord needs from you is that is your heart, is your commitment. You will give you that level of command that you will speak into the atmosphere and it will react to what you're, you're saying. It will react. It will move things, move people. All different type of things will begin to um, be attracted to you. When, when, when the money don't mean anything to you, because, because I don't really value the money. And because the Lord can say to me, oh, you know what? Give this away and I'll give it away. I'm not attached to it. If God downgrade my lifestyle tomorrow, hello, no big deal. Lord, are you still there? I'm just put, I'm just putting my hand behind me to see to feel if the Jesus is there. Don't worry, the Holy Spirit will tap me and let me know that Jesus is there. And once he's there, hello, I'm good. Once he's there, I'm good. Verses 21. And going on from thence, he saw two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left the ship and their father and followed him. Wow, some of us, we are married to our mother and fathers. My God, Jesus can't get us to, to um, venture out because they are not in league with it. But here, you see, this is, what, this is what it takes. And when you commit to Jesus, this is the effect that you will begin to have. It will not be something where you're, um, you know, you feel like you're doing it on your own. What we are doing here, imagine how empowered we feel. Because what we're doing here, we have been commissioned to do. Not by the government, like I said. By God. Imagine the authority. Now you see why I jump over the, all over the place and kind of contain myself at times. Because it's that authority that has um, commissioned us to go. And I feel emboldened and empowered. And that is for all of us. And we want to see that because that, that's when... You know, when you get on with God's business, then you will get on with your business. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Focus on what he is calling you to do. The function in his body. And then now you can have conversations with him about the desires of your heart. Don't do it the other way around. You will live frustrated lives. God doesn't want us to be frustrated. I'm reading the 23 verses 23 the last one and jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people this is big as you now go and don't go and then stop go and keep going when you wanna you have to there's a thing called momentum the world called momentum that's when you begin to do um, you know, increase the activity that you're doing. Doing it more, do it more consistent. You'll gain momentum, and you'll gain, you'll get results. It'll be a constant motion. But when you're sporadic in your approach, you know, it isolated instances. You don't, um, you don't um, tap into momentum and begin to produce continually. So I don't go and calculate. I just, I don't go, I don't think. I don't think too much. I get up, I say, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you. I have health and strength. And I, and I go and I speak. I, I hear my own voice. I say, Lord God Almighty, thank you. My voice is still working. Somebody's going to hear the gospel today. And I go outside and speak. I don't think. I got a smile on my face. And listen, when I'm communicating with people, they, they look in your eye. 
There's something about you. The kingdom of heaven has come upon you. And they know that what you're speaking is not an intellectual conversation. You see, that now freezes them. They go, this person carries something that the last guy that told me about Jesus doesn't carry. The last church that I went into, it's the, it's the level of God that you carry that will dictate how people react to you. You know, It's the level of God that you carry. So everything that you have heard, the level of the anointing, the, everything that you have heard that people are saying about Christians is consistent with the last Christian that they met. And I don't know if they had, um, I don't know what kind of anointing and presence of God. What ambassador level did they take into that scenario? I don't know what they told you. Hello, I'm a good ambassador of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, let me fix what they messed up in, in, um, in your thought process con uh, concerning the things of God. I got the anointing and the wisdom of God flowing through me as a good ambassador of Jesus Christ. That, listen, this is your attitude now. This is the attitude that we need to have. So by the time you have that conversation with them, by the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God is communicated through you to them and correct the erroneous thought process that they had, position that they had concerning the things of God. Because most people out there, the level of understanding that they have um, in regards to the things of God, a lot of the times it's incorrect. And I find a lot of that. But I thank God that wisdom that comes from above. Hallelujah. That wisdom, the gifts of the spirit that will expose the lies that they have believed. And the power of God that can flow. Now, as we speak faith into that being. Faith, you release that word inside of them. That's why the Bible said that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of men. Hello spiritual surgery they don't teach this in medical school hello this is beyond medicine this is beyond science this is true wisdom the wisdom that the wisdom that was before this age that's what you tap into when you tap into god hello and uh, this anointing whoa the bible said that the anointing will make room for you and bring you before great men how many of you are, is allowing the anointing the anointing of God to speak on your behalf. Don't talk to your bank manager about what the job that you have. No. Let the anointing speak on your behalf. Go into who you are in the spirit. Go into who you are in the spirit. Let's go to Matthew 8. Matthew 8. I will read from 1 to 4. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See thou, tell no man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priests and offer the, the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. If you and I, don't go. What will happen to the people? What would have happened to this leper had not the Lord passed by with that dimension of God and release him out of this horrendous state that he is in? And are the people around us suffering, hurting, broken? 
They need you and they don't even know that they need you. They need you and I. The world needs us to go out and preach this Jesus on the street corners. Don't let anything distract you. Don't let anything get in your way. Don't get discouraged when one person rejects you. I've been rejected. Um, like I said, no one has thrown any stones at me, but people have told me, yeah, you know what? I don't really want to have that conversation. Let me tell you that I'm not going home until I talk to somebody because you know what happens when you eat, when you put something in your mouth that is distasteful, distasteful. What do you do? Man, you go get a candy. I got to get that bad taste out of my mouth. So when I, when I speak, when I go out there and preach Jesus and somebody gave me some negative, you know what I do? I was like, I'm going to preach Jesus again. Some people fall up and they go home and three weeks, they're still under the sheet. Are you doing this again? And the tears is coming down. Get over it. You see, God needs us to, this is why he gives us scriptures uh, pertaining to our identity and the revelation of our, our identity and our position in him. Because this world is always going to take, try and take you and throw you into, um, you know, some lower position. That is not consistent with who your creator is saying that you are. So you are supposed to take your identity from him. Don't take it from man. And if it hurts, then why don't you go before the Lord and say, Lord, do you see? I went to do your, your will and look what they did to me. And the tenderness of the Spirit of God will bring healing to you and strength to you. And he will enable you to go again. But don't when you, are, when you hit a roadblock, the idea is not that you should give up. Keep going, keep going. And you will see the fruits of your labor. Go and don't stop going. Stop thinking. Let's go to John 14 and verses 12. St. John 14 and verses 12. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. We are going through these, this in, a, in this pattern. You see? The assurance that God has given us. Yes, he's commanding us to go. And then he's given us, given us promise that the things that he did, we will do the very same things. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go, I go unto my Father. Isn't that amazing? It's already been predetermined by God, your results, when you keep on going. It's done. Every one of our ministry, if we um, really sync with the Spirit <clears throat> and the promises of God, it's a foregone conclusion that your, your ministry uh, will be accomplished. So you see, to me, to what I'm doing here, it's automatic. It has to happen. I just have to be consistent. I just have to be diligent. I just have to be obedient. And all of those other factors consistent with that vision coming to pass. This morning, Kim was telling me, that's why I'm at times I'm so, as I, as I perceive in the spirit, the spirits that are coming against this ministry, because the Lord allowed me to perceive the spirits that attacks this ministry. And it comes, you know, through men, through minds. So I feel them. I can come here and I can sense in my spirit when I need to war. And I will have a, a position like some people will wonder why. But the Lord is allowing me to feel certain things. 
And this morning, the Lord was giving Kim a vision of um, a newborn baby in um, that we were driving a car and the baby was in the back seat. And I was um, looking back and the baby was wrapped up in uh, white. And I was looking back and checking, checking on the baby. And that's it because, you know, I have to be very careful about the ministry that God has um, called us to and that we are walking and doing things in a way that is pleasing to the Lord and upholding the stat standards that are in scripture every step of the way. And I have to go back to the Lord um, and say, Lord, where we are now, are you pleased with what we're doing? Are we teaching the relevant messages and are we upholding your word to the proper standards? That is my, um, my especially my part of the what I have to do in this ministry is to make sure that we don't get to a, a place, you know, where we become um, a little bit relaxed, a little bit loose. We've seen it in um, churches at times and we go, this is not the standard of God. And then, you know, you, you begin to wonder, should I be here? Should I be here? I feel dirty. We can't drop the standards of God. We have to keep those standards consistent with scripture. So I, I thank God when he when he gives us those visions and those um, dreams and or when he speak to us um, through someone else to give us uh, an idea of where we are uh, con and consistent with where he's taking us and that we're on the right track. If I don't get feedback from the Lord and I'm going down the road, I don't know when I'm in error. It's this diligence that we want to um, do be we want to be this diligent in this ministry want to be an army that is like um that understands who we are reverence the lord i mean yes you you guys know when we when imagine when we have a church location we have a church location and people begin to come in that environment they must know this is the house of the lord this is a ho the house of the lord the people that are there are not just carrying on with any conversation the people that are there don't just dress and conduct themselves anyway. Doesn't matter whether we're in a service or we gather on um, a regular day. One thing, once we come in that environment and even in our own homes, everywhere we go, a level of excellence consistent with how God should be reverenced. And every step of this way in this ministry, we're going we're gonna to move and we're assessing. We're moving and we're assessing. We don't want to get, you know, some people want growth irregardless of these factors. I don't want growth without order. I don't want growth without understanding. I don't want growth without transformation in the people. That is not true growth. Not from scripture. Just because the numbers are looking good does not mean that we're being the people that God wants us to be. That's why we, we, we're so, um, you know, dogmatic at times in, in, those, in speaking about those things. Let's go to um, Acts 2, and we'll read 1 to 4. You know, Jesus did these things, and Jesus taught his disciples and made promises to his disciples. And look at what happened to those who obey. Acts 2. I will read from uh, 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. 
And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. They were empowered to do what God had called them to do. They were empowered. And we see the same miracles that happened. Let's go to Acts 3, just one page over. We're doing a little bit of Bible study as we go on. Which is a good thing. Acts 3, we'll read this Peter that we previously read. That Jesus walked by and said, follow me. Look what happened because of his obedience. And him being a good student and sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an arm. And Peter, fasting his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. What a beautiful thing. When, when someone decides to take Jesus Christ at his word and begin to put action. Let me tell you, we have been sitting in church for a long time. What we need, and, and we've been hearing the great revelations, what we need is to get on outside now and do the work that Jesus Christ. It's senseless. Some um, ministries are all about revelations. It's senseless to get revelation after revelation after, rev after revelation and stock them up in your mind, in your brain, in your intellect. What, what? And get excited. And God will give you all of those revelations, those understanding that you need to have. But let. what about the revelation of winning the lost? Hello? We are, this ministry here, let me tell you, we're, we're, we're hungry for souls. We are hungry to see the lost saved. This is why we're doing it. If, if, G, if this was all about preaching, listen, anybody can go do the preaching. I really have no interest, none. If it's all about um, going on a, a podium and getting a mic, anybody can do it. It's no big deal. I mean, the Lord can empower anybody to do that, those type of things. And even people are doing it just from the intellect. But when I think about names being written in the book of life. No, that really, really catches me on fire. No, I get excited. When you, say, you mean to say, because I go out and um, speak to people, that names are going to be written, that God is going to write names in the book of life because he's speaking through me. No, I'm really excited about this is why we, um, we're doing what we're doing. It's what or else we wouldn't have gotten out of bed this morning. I know some people get excited about preaching. And if you're doing it consistent with um, saving souls, it's a beautiful thing. But not the preaching in itself. Not that we can be seen. Not that we can be heard. It's the effect of what we're doing that counts. The results of what we're doing. That is what counts. Look at this. Look at the newbie. 
for all the anybody here that is just getting on this train it is for you and i'm not going to read this um all of this acts 9 we're talking about saul getting being converted let's read a few scriptures let's start at verses 3 how we know saul was that one that um that previously fought against the body of christ the church of jesus christ verses 3 and he sojourned as he sojourned he came near damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven and he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying unto him saul saul why prosecutest thou me and, and he said who art thou lord and the lord said i am jesus whom thou prosecutest it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks let's stop right there and skip now to verses 20. after a short few little time verses 20 and straightway he preached christ in the synagogues and he that he is the son of god but all that heard him were amazed you see this what are we waiting on until we read the bible from the back until the front unnecessary we need to believe and go and we know how we know how to do this we know how to evangelize we know how to say hello in the supermarkets and smile with people i'm gonna allow kim very very short message this morning i'm gonna allow kim because you know kim is a master at this she doesn't make a lot of noise but i tell you she is really really good at this in, uh, going out there just quietly Sometimes I think that Kim's gifting and her calling is way heavier than mine. It's just because I make a lot of noise that people think otherwise. But, you know, the Lord used her in amazing ways. And it doesn't matter what the Lord uh, use her, uses her to do. She don't get puffed up. You wouldn't believe that the Lord just used her to do something amazing. And, you know, she just moves on down the road. Meanwhile, I'm still jumping up and down all over the place. That's the reason why the Lord used me in a pure noise. But, but she's a woman of wisdom. I'm going to get her to share a little bit about how, how she does this on the street. And I believe it'll, it'll help as we, as we passionately go and preach the gospel to the lost. Amen. Okay. Uh, before I get into that, um, I would just like to share something before I get into what you asked me to share. Um, like right now, like when you were speaking, pretty much halfway through the sermon, I pretty much tapped out in the spirit somewhere else. And I just wanted to say, um, those people that are on the podium right now that are prayer warriors, whenever we are here, just keep us in prayer. Just, you know, just pray and just cover because there's so many things that's going on in the spirit realm right now. There is just warfare because guess what? The devil doesn't want you to hear this word today about evangelism, about going out there and reaching the last because this is the pulse of the Holy Spirit. This is what's on, on God's heart and he doesn't want you to know this. And it was just heavy. It was just warfare in the spirit this morning. It was just war because I just tapped out pretty much. I didn't even hear half of what was said because I was just contending pretty much. And um, what was coming to me to share just before I get into that was um, Matthew 22. Um, he already, Pastor already touched on it, but it was it's about the kingdom of God and how it's lightened onto a certain king that made a marriage for his son. 
and he went out you know bidding them to come to the wedding because now the table was set the food was ready and everything was there for them to partake of and it says here and this one is what stood out heavily to me verse 5 matthew 22 and verse 5 and it says but they made light of it and went their way one to the farm and one to their merchant whenever the word of god goes out and whether whenever the um the gospel is presented sometimes you know what we say you know what tomorrow i'll do this tomorrow but tomorrow is not promised to anyone and we'll go and we'll take light of these things because we think okay we can always get our life ready and we can always do this and do that whenever we feel like but there's a particular time that's given to every man and we can't take this lightly it says here and they went and they made light of it in this last days we cannot make light a lot of people are dying a lot of people are going to hell and they're gonna be there and burn forever it, it's 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 a rude awakening but it it's what it is and even yesterday we went out um just myself with the kids while andrade was just laying in the presence of the lord just to seek for what to share with you guys and then my son he, he started to talk to me about um one of his well he, my my nephew who had a friend that they grew up with play basketball with whatever he got shot and he's a 14 year old and it was just on his heart and then he started to share it with me and he said mommy you know what it was just on me all night you know what i don't even think um that that young guy is saved and like when on his funeral day you know they had a crown on his head and everything and he's like you know what mommy i don't think he made it because he didn't know god and i guess he was in the place saying to himself that you know what he knew god and when they were playing ball did he ever open his mouth and share the gospel to him and he i guess maybe that's why it was just on his heart so heavy he's like he didn't know god mommy he didn't know god and he just died he's 14 years old how come this this happened you know what we need to share the word we need to share the word because this is this is the greatest gift that we have in our hands and it's in our hands to give and then now just to go back to what andrade had asked me to do when i go out there how i um give this great thing away this great gift away is it's all a mindset i would say to myself you know what this is a privilege that i have in my hand to share the good tidings of jesus christ and what he has done and to you know just to share with everyone who i come in contact with so that's my mindset when i go out there you know what is this one saved if i don't open my mouth today and share the gospel with this individual who knows what will happen if I, because of fear, pass them by and say, you know what, uh, somebody else will do it. You know what, maybe that somebody else is you that God sent and you pass them by without opening your mouth and sharing that great gospel. So I just wanted to share that. And also um, in Matthew 22, also it was talking about the feast and the ones that say, you know what, and took light off it, say, you know what, tomorrow. God said, you know what, just leave them, let him, because he's the one that pulls the heart. He's the one that pulls the soul. He knows who will be saved and who will not. So he said, don't get caught up with that. You go out there into the highways, into the byways and pull them. And the word that he used here in Luke, not the one that I just read in Matthew 22, he said, compel them, not only to speak. And then I started to look at that word again, compel. It means 
force like mm -hmm. whatever whatever cost whatever you have to do for them to get the seriousness of this you do whatever you can through the administration of the holy spirit make sure you relate it to the best of your ability and you leave the rest to him but mm -hmm. don't do a half job you do the best that you can to present this gospel to them let them see the seriousness of it because it is serious people we're living in last days you do what you can and the holy spirit will do the rest even though it might seem they might huh or whatever it is their reaction might be to you you did your part and guess what when you sow that seed and they're upon their beds the holy spirit is arresting them he is going yes, over, it's over in their mind and they're tormented by it. And then it's for them to respond. But you don't worry about that part. The Holy Spirit, he will take care of that part. But you make sure that you do your part, that the Holy Spirit is calling you to do. You do that. Amen. And then what else was there that was on my heart? Um, yeah, just to do that. And that zeal and that passion that you have for the lost, he will expand that in you once you have that you don't have to even know the word you know people are saying okay you need a church that you have to be into in order no you go out there out the church is within you you are the church yeah. you go out there and you open your mouth and the holy spirit will give expression to that which is inside because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world okay so i just wanted to leave you with that word uh this morning and just be encouraged and you go out there and you do that great commission that the lord has commissioned you to do to go out there and just to give this great gift that he has given to you amen amen you know somebody called um this week and i you know you normally when i, I see strange numbers with all of the different um you know uh, just trickery things that they have going on and they're trying to get your credit card number I don't I don't answer the phone when I see strange numbers but for one reason for whatever reason I felt like calling back this number and I did which I didn't do uh, it's a and again it's a Toronto number and I know in Toronto you know there, there are a lot of things that are going on more than down in the village in, in London here so I call it back and it just ended up that it was somebody that I did real estate with and they were just kind of checking up um, to see if I was looking for any kind of real estate investments or stuff like that and I was saying no, but I felt like I, the Lord was telling me to somehow preach before he, the person hung up the phone. But the first was so quick. And then, but then when they were going to hang up, they were like, uh, if I have any other questions and I, and I go, yeah, you know what? I actually got an email from you guys and I wanted to ask you a question. And then meanwhile, I, I came on the computer, I said, can I go uh, get into the email? And I, I was, we spent 20 minutes on the phone in that time frame, and I was just talking to that person about Jesus. And I knew it was the Lord. And I was just sharing my um, my encounter more than anything else. And that person was like, whoa, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to have a conversation like this. Every opportunity. You know, it, that's why I say when I go on the um, street and I have my son there, I just let him tell them the testimony. And this is it. You know, sometimes you're um, picking a fruit. Some people call you to baptize them and lead them to the Lord. Other times it's just a seed that you're planting. But whatever it is that the, the Spirit of God is actually asking you to do, in that moment just do it and then say a prayer for that person but the thing i want to stress <coughs> is do it continuously don't stop don't get weary in well-doing keep on evangelizing keep on praying for people because if you constantly do that 
the Lord is going to bring the people to you and you're going to pray and you're going to see how they're going to get healed. You're going to see the results. You just need to be consistent. So that's um, really what we're um, about. And then, you know, for those uh, people who have people in their families that need prayer, li listen, this is what we do. If you need help in those situations that you we, we can help, we will absolutely jump in and help to minister to those people. Pray for them. We want to see that we're not going to stop. You know, we're until until the explosive. We Yes, we're getting levels of God, but we're not stopping. We're not stopping, stopping right here. We're hammering away daily. Listen, let me tell you something. When the summer comes, let me tell you in advance. Okay. We don't need a spirit of prophecy on me to, to, to let you know this one. We are going to be on fire in June and July. We are going to be on fire. It's already done. We already made up our mind. We're going to be on fire going into the next winter. And next year, we ain't, listen, we already made the decision already. We can't run out of this fire. It's an everyday thing. We live it. Either we live it or we die. One or two things. Either we just blow up and die or we burn for Jesus when we're on this planet. Like Jeremiah said, this fire is in our bones. It, it's in our marrow right now. It's embedded inside of us. It has to be expressed. I don't get up with this. Uh, once I get up, my God. It, uh, yeah, you might feel tired. But when I think about Jesus, those photos that I showed earlier in regards to Reinhard Bonnke, we're going to move in those dimensions. Right? Just believe it. Don't despise small beginnings. God will do it for us. So we'll wrap it up right there this morning. And we're going to pray for the issues that needs to be prayed for. So Father, we give you praise and thanks this morning for your invitation, O Lord God Almighty, to go into the harvest, oh, to go into the fields, O Lord, to take your power, O Lord Jesus, and to reach the lost. We thank you this morning that you give us another time to have a reset, a refresh, O Lord God, a fresh perspective, a newness. And thank you, Lord, that you tore off all of the heavy burdens and baggages that were in our minds, consistent with going and doing this work that you've commissioned and commanded us to do. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you praise and thanks, O oh God, that each and every person here, O oh Lord, this week and the following weeks, as they go forth, O oh God Almighty, that there will be an unction, a willingness, an ability, O oh Lord, to speak your word, O oh God, to step out in faith, O oh Lord Jesus, and to preach your word, O oh Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, for the people that are coming, the souls that are coming. We thank you in advance for the miracles that will happen when your people begin to speak. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for those that will be healed, for that person that has wanted to be to pray for someone that was ill, but never, never took the chance, never had the courage. I thank you, Lord, that you're removing that barrier and that they will lay hands in your name, oh God, and that there will be a performance of your word in those bodies, oh God Almighty. I thank you, Jesus. That even the resistant ones in their families, oh Lord God, that in this season, oh God, we're going to have testimonies of loved ones coming to Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, because our faith now has been encouraged and strengthened. Hallelujah. We praise and we worship you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for the testimonies that will come because you inspired us on this particular morning and thrust us out into the harvest to do your work one more time. 
for your praise and your honor. Father, we give you the honor and the praise and the thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Lord. You. Thank you, Jesus.